This podcast is brought to you by our fine supporters at Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash dissecting80s to find out how you can get a bonus episode every other month, a monthly newsletter, and all sorts of fun extras. You instantly unlock the entire back catalog, which is, I think, about 10 episodes, including our latest, where we talked about the Golden Girls visiting Walt Disney World in a Buckwild Disney special. That's patreon.com slash dissectingthe80s. Welcome to Dissecting the 80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers. And with me, as always, the Cousin Eddie to my Clark Griswold. The Clark Griswold to my Cousin Eddie. The Macho Man Drew. Andrew Lano. And I don't love... that. I feel like we're. I'll be the... Uh, what is his wife's name? Um, I, yeah, we can be, I'll be the Catherine to your Bev. That feels like a much better relationship. And neither one of us is slighted. <laughs> In that scenario, <laughs> well, you know, uh, the best, the the most fun character of the series and the anchor, I felt like, is what I was going for. There. I will say the uh, in this, like, if if there were no sequels and it was just this ver- this movie and that was it, cousin Eddie is not doing it. No, I, this whole movie is actually very interesting to watch because it's been a long time since I watched this one. Obviously, I watched Christmas Vacation with some regularity. Uh, I've watched. Vegas Vacation, definitely more times than oh, this yeah. one. Uh, uh, well, I think I Vegas Vacation doesn't have recently. nudity, which is why it was more on the rotation in our house. Oh, that would make sense. It was also, it, the the real reason is our first DVD player came with four free DVDs, and one of them was Vegas Vacation. I thought, I like, I have this, like, firm memory that Galaxy Quest was our first, like, one of our, if not our first, one of our first DVDs. Mm, that doesn't ring true for me and it's the wrong kind of case what do you mean all the first gen dvds were that cardboard with yeah the little plastic slide on the side galaxy quest had a regular DVD. yeah but i remember it being like a big deal that we bought it maybe that's just for some reason my brain but we watched it a lot because dad liked it but i don't remember that being in the first round i hundred i'm 100 percent positive that vegas vacation because vegas vacation is like the classic thing that a studio would have offered up for that where it's like yeah it's a catalog title it's not worth very much to them or i guess at the time it was a fairly new movie because it came out in 97 dvd players is like 99 2000 but they're like it has some cachet because it says vacation it has it has bev and chev so they're on the cover but it's not like we're gonna we don't anticipate selling a lot of these whereas we're gonna sell vacation and christmas vacation yeah you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so I'm almost positive that's true. Uh, I know my personal first DVD was The Matrix, but I don't remember Galaxy Quest. Yeah, I don't know what my personal first DVD was. I just spent hours as a household. My brain says it was Galaxy yeah. Quest. Yeah, I mean, I, you could be right. Uh, maybe Mom will chime in. But we went all the way back to 1983 to celebrate the 40th anniversary of Vacation. So you know what that means. We gotta go back. We gotta go dissect the 80s. It's your talking moose. I'm gonna let you talking moose. When the mega powers explode... I'm talking about the 80s. Oh, yeah. Great Scott. Cream of the crop. Oh, 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 oh yeah. Mega power, yeah! When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Please pardon any uh, weird vocal business. We're uh, both recovering from some weird maladies here, yeah. so uh, we're 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 powering our way through. But I think uh, the the one thing I want to say, watching this, 
having not watched in a long time, this is like so much darker sense of humor than the subsequent movie. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't love it. Um, yeah. It's definitely the one I've seen the least. I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would put this or European lower. I think, oh, I think you're, so for me, Christmas is top because it's yeah. like the least creepy, like there's no, like there's the weird like dream sequence, but that's not like the creepiest thing. I mean, it's just a sexual thing. Yeah, but that's, a, that's to me like it's not. I, I don't think that's even. I don't. I I would say I'm going to put my foot down. <laughs> that is not. Creepy. Well, isn't it? A, isn't it the woman that he like who helped him in the? It's the woman at the, the store. Yeah, counter. like yeah. it's there's a weirdness, but I whatever. I don't think it's weird to see a pretty person and be like, hmm, I wonder what it'd be like to have sex with that person and have those thoughts privately in your own body. And I know, but you in them. the movie world, <laughs> it does happen at like whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. it's the one that doesn't have anything creepy going on in it. Like it's fun and it's funny, and I, I think it has the most bits that I can recall from a Vic- like it does all the sure. classic ones, but there's more ones. Um, and is there nudity in Christmas Vacation? I don't think so. Okay, because you said it as if Vegas well, no, to me, Christmas Vacation is a Christmas movie, so it's sort of like is a separate yeah. category, but still, sure, sure. Um, and then. Vegas is the one I watched the most after that. So like that to me is yeah. the second. I, I think, think European and then better, this. Weirdly enough. I think this is a better that's that I'm really surprised with that. I think this is a better and funnier movie than Vegas Vacation, which I have a deep fondness for. I mean, I haven't seen so Vegas in a minute, so I will have to Yeah. It's it's it, it's worse than you remember and also still something that's like I mean, we're going to get to it on this podcast. Yeah. Don't worry if you're out there like sweating it. One day Vegas Vacation will be in your podcast feed, either here or on the Patreon. Probably here, but we'll see. I really don't care for European Vacation. I think it's like, I think it misses the essence of what makes all this work, which is like, yeah, sketchy hijinks. And like when you take it and you're like, well, gee, aren't like to me, I think what's funny about this is like mining the experience of the average American family. You know? Yeah. This one is like the big road trip vacation, which I think pretty much everybody has can relate to of like being on a long road trip, not, not maybe not weeks long, but like a long drive with the family can be its own sort of tedium. Christmas is its own sort of thing. Um, the European one, I think, like misses the. That's fair. I don't think I've watched it since we did it whenever that was. Yeah. Yeah. So I would I would put that one last and I would probably put Christmas uh, for Christmas first, then this one and then Vegas. But I do. I like Vegas more. I just think this is probably the better. Movie, That's fair. That's fair. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's just objectively speaking. I, I don't love this one. And like it's just kind of weirder. I mean, we'll get into it as we go through it. I also uh I haven't seen the remake. I'm guessing. I have not. I know the I the only thing I know about that is that Chris Hemsworth has a big old fake dong. Oh. I um I put it on hold at the library when we were watching this and I was like, Oh, I'll watch that. I'll watch this with podcasts and then maybe I'll watch the other one. I can bring up some stuff in the podcast. And then I was just like, I don't want to watch this. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, I watched the trailer again and was just like, if it was streaming and I could do two clicks, I was fine. But I was like, I'm going to walk two extra blocks to pick up the DVD. No, of this movie no, you're not. I, I don't really want to see. And then I'm going to walk those two extra blocks and return it. And the librarian is going to like, know that I did it. Yeah. I, I can't, I just cannot imagine that it is good. Based on like when it came out, who was involved, and yeah. like, though I will say the, the the directors, if not the writers and directors, are the same guys who did the D and D movie, John Francis Daly, and I can't remember right, his well, partner's name, Goldman maybe, but I think it stinks. I'm sure it stinks. It would not. It would be shocking to me if it did. Yeah. Stink. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
There's a lot I, in the trailer. There is multiple. Whoa! But also, like, so much of this movie is just like negate, like a lot of movies, like Scream from 1996. Like, mm. so much of the movie is negated by current technology. Sure. Yeah. Like, I think there's I think, no getting I, like, like what... your GPS automatically reroutes and is annoying about it. And like, there's Venmo well, and that, Apple is, Pay and this is, this, and like this is what I was a hundred different things. This is what I was gonna say. I, I was going to say, I bet if we kicked around for, I'm not going to belabor this forever, but like, I guarantee you there's a joke in there where like the GPS takes them somewhere weird. Oh yeah. Where it's like in, like that office joke where they drive into a lake, like it takes them to some creepy. Or it's like, or, or it's that like. thing where you type in like West 51st street and it's like, you don't realize yep. that it's West 51st street in Albuquerque, New Mexico and yep. not yeah the one in your town. Yeah. And and uh, the wife who is is it Applegate? I want to say. Oh, I thought it was Leslie Mann. Applegate for some reason. No, I think it's Christine Applegate. Uh, I guarantee you, the wife is like, "Are you sure this is where we're supposed to go?" And he's like, "It's on the GPS." Because it's Ed Helms, you know, West Albuquerque. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, guarantee there's like a fart joke. Oh yeah, the car, get, the, the, the car gets hot box with the fart. Y- yeah, yeah. Whether it's a kid or a dog or something or other. And then uh, one really odd, specific Christmas vacation callback happens in the one scene with Bev and Chev. I have no oh, Chev is. I knew Bev so was weird. in it. Is Chev in it too? Yeah, they're they're both in it. Yeah, for like a for a scene or whatever. I bet there's like. They, very I, I'm betting they did the Power Rangers thing where the characters are in bed on the phone and that was it. They were like, we get. No, they're they're in. There's a, they're they are full body in a shot with other actors. Oh, okay. Yeah, they like go. It's like. We're on a road trip. We're going to go see grandma and grandpa. Oh, are they the end goal or are they just like a midpoint? Do you know? No, they're just like on the, they're on Got the it. trip. It's like, dad, I'm taking my kids on the family vacation like we used to. I don't what? know why I made that. I don't know why you're Uber driver, fucking that's what he's cousin Eddie talking. Yeah. Uh, so that's what I'm, that's what I'm guessing. My, that's my three guess. If you saw it, uh, hit us up on Twitter or whatever and tell us if we're right. Um, but there's start there's parts of this I like a lot. Uh, well, and one of them is right here at the beginning. Uh, the great Lindsay Buckingham tune. Yeah, Lindsay Buckingham tune. Holiday. If you're not going to license Vacation by the Go Go's, this is a very solid second option. Yeah, and I think this makes better jive with the movie's vibe than Vacation by the Go Go's. You know, I bet Vacation because this I, is this is like middle aged dad music is what I think of when I hear Lindsay Buckingham. Yeah, I guess I I would think Vic. Uh, Gogo's vacation fits more with Vegas vacation. Mm. Yeah, I the bright that. lights and the the yeah. sh- the glamour and all of it. Yeah, the Wayne Newton of it all. Uh, but, in- but but you but you would lose out on the classic born 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 to be alive. Oh, that's right. <laughs> You're right. Inexplicably, multiple times in Vegas vacation. For some reason, that was what they decided was the the anthem. <laughs> Born to be alive. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> uh, we'll get to it one day. Maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe. How about this? Whenever we do the Vegas vacation episode, I will have watched Vacation, not for like a full episode. You will have we'll the have background knowledge of the 2015 movie. Yeah, we, we, I, I will recap it to you in a few minutes, and you will be like making fun of the things I say. Um, but this opening part is my favorite of the whole movie. I, maybe uh, we got Eugene Levy. Always, a, always. A, I accidentally wrote Dan Levy. <laughs> my, I was like Dan Levy. Is it? I was like, no, it's the other one. It's the older one. It's Eugene. <laughs> to me, the epitome of a guy who you bring in for a pinch hit scene, 
always get you at least a double. He can do much more. I was going to say it's when like, he's like the star of the team. It's a great it's a great game. But when you just need a one off, yeah. he's good, too. Yeah. And this this the 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 floor is very high with the Eugene Levy. I feel like you plug him in. You're getting a solid bit here. You know, this scene, I think, is better than double to use the baseball metaphor. I think this is a home run, but it's like he's always going to come. He's going to swing the bat. He's going to get on base and produce some produce some good stuff. Yeah. I really like Uh, him in uh, Best in Show. Yeah. Great in there. Yeah. Uh, so we have the car of, you know, it's, it's, it's a, you know, he's going to the car dealership to pick up the new vehicle. Oh, it's the wrong color. This is metallic P and it's the family truckster, which is not what he ordered. This is just truly, uh, incomprehensibly ugly vehicle. It is, but it's also like quintessentially like family car. Like if you were, if you, oh, if you told sure. someone, anyone who was born in the year 1998 and af- and earlier, if you were like, Picture a family car. This is probably what they're going to picture yeah. in some capacity. I, I, honestly, having just watched the trailer only, that's the part of the 2015 vacation that makes the, the best jokes is like the car has been updated to the modern oh. car. And it's it's also like an ugly monstrosity, but it's like a uh, crossover SUV size vehicle and not a station okay. wagon. It's not like that the PT Cruiser that they tried. You know, was it a PT Cruiser they tried to make look like a Woody? Oh, they did do that with the PT Cruiser. Yeah, they did have a faux wood paneling. No, it's like a it's like a bizarre buggy, like like VW bug esque inflated balloon hmm. uh, sort of vibe of a midsize SUV. Truckster was uh, designed by I think it's George Barris, famous auto designer who designed a lot of movie cars. And I wrote down the car oh, mo- like a movie, no, not like an actual automotive design. He was a, mo- a movie. Yeah, I, I I believe he also made the Batmobile, but Work. I'm not 100% sure. It's in my notes, so when we get there, I will say the thing, but I'm <laughs> just saying it. I've been trying, as you were talking, I'm like trying to scan my notes to find it. But um, yeah, he uh, he's a famous movie car designer. Um, I mean, I believe he's the one who did it. But I love, this is my favorite part of this is the ridiculous scam of like Clark. The literal smash the cuts. Rusty. Yes, and they they immediately take his car off and start destroying it. And so when he's like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave," they pull up this flat as a pancake <laughs> version of the car. Like, well, here you go, sir. You can uh, head on out. Yeah. And like, obviously, Chevy Chase is not a good person, but goddamn, did he understand yeah. comedy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think the problem with Chevy Chase is the classic like you have too much success and you think that your own farts are the best smelling thing in the world. Yeah, that's true. It's just it's just a classic case of that to me. Is is like he got high on his own supply, could listen. To also no high on other things, allegedly. Novel. Yeah, I mean, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I don't think allegedly. But I, think I just like to say it just to cover our ass. You never yeah. know. Yeah. Um. Uh. It's Anthony Michael Hall, mm-hmm. right? I didn't have that written. Okay, Anthony Michael Hall as uh, our first uh, of many uh, young uh, Rusty Griswolds. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's there with Dad, of course. Um. We drive home, the airbags going off, also very good. So, we're, do you know, were airbags just that thin? Because it looks like a trash bag. No, this is, a, this is definitely a okay. prop thing, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know the answer, but this is definitely a prop thing. I can't imagine that bag providing... I was just, I was like, there's no, that seems so thin. Yeah, my, my understanding That's like a produce bag very, from the grocery store. Yeah. I, I've never, thankfully, knock wood, been in an accident where the airbags went off. The airbags didn't go off in your accident? No, I was in a really bad car accident and the airbags didn't deploy, which shocked both of the people. It feels like a lawsuit situation. But 
Yeah, it was because I think what happened was like the impacts were both side swipes technically, despite the fact that so mm. like my car was parked. I was at, as in a traffic backup. One car hit me at pretty high rate of speed going like imagine changing lanes from the lane to my left to the lane to my right. So a horizontal swipe. Mm-hmm. And then the other car hit me doing the same thing the other direction. Jesus. But they were like side like one hit the back right corner of my car, one hit the back left corner of my car. So I spun in a circle, but the airbags didn't deploy. I truly insane. That yeah, that's wild. Like, something probably was wrong. In my fender bender, um, the airbag went off. Okay. Did you hit it? Uh, a little bit. It hit my chest. Like I had the brush burn on okay. the chest, but it wasn't. Okay. So you don't remember what the material. Oh, it, like? I, oh I do. Cause I had, I, I was in it. Like, so it was, it was like okay. a, like a, like a fabric-y kind of material. Like, it's not like a rip. Because okay. in like an action movie, they're like ripping it off, it and I'm like, "That's not. This is yeah, not perforated." Yeah. yeah, my my memory or my memory, my assumption was always that it was kind of canvas like for sturdy. Yeah, it's like it's a, like a, a little thinner than a than like a can't true canvas, but it is of that ilk. Yeah, like a high strength to weight ratio fabric, basically. Yeah. Um, so that you know, the airbag goes off. Uh, we start talking about we're back home, of course. We start talking about the family vacation, and Bev, as she usually is in the series, is like, "Boy, wouldn't it be better if we just what? flew out there?" <laughs> you know. Uh, but also, I will say, in in his defense, she's not selling this properly because sure, his vision is we're spending all this time in the drive there as part of the vacation, and then we're in Wally World as vacation 2.0 yeah. and then vacation 3.0 is the drive back what she should have been pitching is well why don't we go out there when we were going to leave like fly out that way we have extra uh, like a day to explore this city together as a family then drive yeah. to, then rent a car drive to wally world do that and then go uh, explore another city and then fly home like you got to pitch it right yeah yeah for sure for sure. This is a classic example of the the journey versus destination people. I myself am more of a destination person. Mm-hmm. Uh, although, you know, I, I like road trips. I enjoy them. But I when I do a road trip, it's like a series of destinations along a, along a path. Um, this is often a thing when I see, like, people who travel by train in America where it's just like, ah, it takes you five days to go from New York to Chicago. And along the way, you see the scenery. I'm like, I would rather be in Chicago to do the things in Chicago. Yeah. If it was like, oh, it's a, you know, uh, if basically it was you, the length, the time it would take me to drive somewhere, but someone else was driving. So like in that sense of a train, like there's no stops, whatever. It's just, you get on in Philly and you get off in, you know, Lexington, Kentucky or whatever. And I'm like, oh, cool. It's the same amount of time. I just don't have to do the driving. Love it. Love right, that right. for me. But if you're like, yeah. oh, it's an ex- it's four days. I'm like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. absolutely not. And my other thing with the train is like, it's not like I can get off and go do stuff and then just like catch the next one. It's like, no, you have to be back on the train. It, it's like a it's like a cruise ship. Allotted. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly like that. Um, so we're <laughs> we're in the they're also not yeah, washing the dishes. The Did you notice that she's like dumping the salad oh, into a bowl and handing them to him? And then he's like wiping them and putting them in the cabinet. And I was like, this feels like it was supposed to be a bit and just was oh, not acknowledged. I didn't notice this. I thought they were emptying the dishwasher because of the way he was doing that's that. What, that's really Because she's dumping this like leftover salad on the plates into a, into the yeah. salad bowl and then handing them to him. And I was like, where's like an acknowledge? Like, this is a funny bit, but I don't think it is because yeah, yeah. it's not being acknowledged. Interesting. I wonder if that's just like a, a blocking for the movie kind of situation. Oh, that's possible. Oh, I did not say uh, this movie, of course, directed by the late, great Harold Ramis. Yes. 
who has a one-line vocal cameo at the end. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. Um, I didn't notice that about the plates. That's great. I, I that's uh, that's really funny. I wonder if um. Oh, I, the other thing I was going to say. So I have this on DVD, so I pop that in the old the old Xbox to watch. It this. is also on Max. And, oh, is it? It wasn't when I watched it. That's yeah. funny. It must have come on in September. Um, so the DVD has like a bunch of special features. And so I was like poking around at it. And I, I almost listened to a commentary track for a while. But I was is like, it, eh, I don't care. Is it Chev and Bev or just Chev? I think it's Chevy Chase, Randy Quaid, and the writer. Oh, that is a... Because it feels like an unhinged commentary session. <laughs> yeah, it might be very good. So maybe I left some gold on the cutting room floor. But there was like, you know, how the d- menus used to have like little hidden stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I accidentally click on one of these things and it brings up like a picture of the car, like in the big jump. Okay. And as I move the cursor around with the, the stick on the Xbox, different parts of the car highlight. And when you click on them, it just brings up weird little one-offs with actors from the movie talking about one little thing and then the scene in question. Huh. So, like, I click on the windshield thinking it's going to, like, make a funny windshield break noise. Nope. It's Chevy Chase, Randy Quaid, and the, the writer of the movie whose name I didn't write down. Forgive me. Uh, is it John like, Hughes? Uh, no. John Hughes wrote the original short story this is based on, but I don't think he wrote the screenplay. Or perhaps it was a producer and not the writer, and maybe it is John Hughes is the thing. Anyway, it's a, it's a dude I'd never seen before whose name didn't ring any bells to me, who's probably produced like six movies that I love, but I don't really <laughs> know. But it's like, they it's the three of them being like, oh, welcome to the DVD. You found us. Ha! And then it's just like a clip of Clark It feels like a weird, like, do you remember the Nickelodeon, like, computer games where it was like, the Nickelodeon Lab, or whatever. And yeah. it feels like that energy of just like, weird, yeah. unhinged nonsense i think i think it was absolutely that like there's nobody overseeing this stuff because like who could care and two it was like wow look at all the stuff you get when you buy your movie on dvd is interactive menus all these yeah yeah and it's like i remember there being like games in Uh some like you know trivia games and stuff but so i'm like well that was dumb and it it was like the scene where clark is like negotiating with the guy at the grand canyon and then robs the place and then i click on another part of the car and it's christy brinkley being like oh yeah i mean i can't go a day without somebody like waving at me and being like vacation or whatever and then like boom cuts to her driving up next to clark and whatever and i was like such a weird format skimmed around there were like four or five more of these and i was just like i'm not watching any more of this i can't believe this is on. that seems enough yeah yeah uh, but games on the DVD, uh, I brought this up because I have my next note was about another great scene where they are uh, showing the family the route they're going to take using his fancy computer. And he's you know typing on this very clicky clacky keyboard. Uh, the kids were playing Pong moments before. And now all of a sudden we're playing Pac-Man with the car, which is like delightful. It's so wild because there's no way this was a fit, like an easily accomplishable oh, fit. Not. Like I'm sure there were like no. mega nerds that could do this. I don't think yeah. Rusty and Audrey are like that level. I mean, certainly not writing code using the joystick for the Pong game, you know, what or I mean? the like uh, Space work. Invaders or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, I do love that. And honestly, I was like kind of bummed that wasn't on the DVD, like a little pack. Yeah, I thought that's where you were going to go with it. The car. No, no, I wished, I wished. So he shows them their route. They like do the bit where hit, you know. It's the little dash lines behind the car, and Rusty's following along like yeah. Pac-Man, uh, and then we cut to them in the car doing their little road trip. Well, no. What we cut to is the neighbors all coming out to give them like a 
Bye, have a good vacation send off, which is un. Well, I think they're like looking after the place. Yeah, but it's like two different couples that come over. Yeah, that's weird. It's like, I have a nice enough relationship with my neighbor neighbor that I'm like, hey, man, I'm going out of town. Can you just, you know, if, any, if you see anything weird happen, can you text me? You know, mm-hmm. or like occasionally like, oh, man, this package came early. I'm sorry. Would you mind grabbing it or whatever? You know, I, he watered my plants once. But it's like, you know, four neighbors coming over, you know, two couples distinctly coming over to be like, well, you guys are going to have a great trip, aren't you? Gee, Willikers. <laughs> it was bonkers. Similar, similarly bizarre to me to like the thing that happens in movies and TV all the time where like people are coming over the house at breakfast time on a work day. Oh yeah. Or school day. Sure. Yeah. Like this is a big, like friends, they're always having like a morning hello chat and then like, oh, I got to go to work. And I'm like, what time is it? What time are you waking up? Like, what do you mean? Also, what time is it now? Like. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, what did you get over here between like eight and eight ten when I walk out the door? What are you talking? Go away. I have to go to work. Uh, and, you know, a classic vacation bit of luggage mishappery. Uh, uh, yeah. The, the luggage getting knocked off the top. Pretty good. Pretty good. That I'm surprised. I feel like that would be a good Hallmark ornament. Like, you know, those things where you those toys where you like press the bottom and like the horse collapses or whatever. Yeah, like a Pinocchio, but like he becomes no shit. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they should do that with the somehow. I don't know how they would do it, but with the, like the car and the luggage, like when you push up on the bottom, all the luggage like collapses off, and then you like yeah, pull it back like, up. It's a little string. Yeah, like, you probably make that work of the same mechanism. Honestly, probably. I just can't think of it at the moment. But yeah, uh, I I love that we get a legally distinct from the Mickey Mouse Club. It's a good from like Moose. movie song. Like normally this kind of thing, sure. it feels very half-assed. I was like, oh, this is like shockingly good. Yeah, it, no, it is. It is well written for like you know clearly being kind of like a toss away joke. But I was, it was just like so very similar, but legally distinct. It all yes. matters. Also, like our parents would and have on road trips actively been like just put on headphones. Yeah, yeah. Hey, sure. hey, Mister ADD in the background. You need headphones and a book and a Sudoku and also a movie. <laughs> simultaneously yes. you're like these these freak kids watching four videos simultaneously on tiktok i mean i will say i i've done that where I'm like i play a video game but then i have something playing like a video or movie or something there that i kind of glance at or listen to mostly i listen to podcasts while i play video games i don't think that's that insane especially like a video game that doesn't have a lot of dialogue or anything like yeah. that yeah, our parents, because uh, they're like, oh, this is, the whole point is that we're all together all the time. Like, our parents would be like, no, please, it's headphone time. Our dad would be like, you get 30 minutes of fun, of fun conversation, and then now it's time for headphones. <laughs> uh, Clark Griswold doesn't know the trick, which is that if you look at the dashboard of the car you're driving. Is that current, and or is that gas been a, has that been a thing? Oh, I don't know. I assumed it went back a good ways. Because there's always been the dash, you know, the indicator of the fuel level. But if you if you see where the little arrow is on the thing, on the pump, on the dashboard, it tells you which side the, the pump is. Yeah, I, like, still have to check mine. I, like, don't <laughs> think about because I don't think about it enough. Because I, I work from home, so I drive way less than I used to. Right, so I'm like, right, right, right. okay, it's that one. <laughs> and this is a nice bit where he can't find it, the the where the pump is, or the the gas. What, what the fuck word do I want? The valve? Uh, I said gas cap. The gas tank. Okay, he can't find where that is, and uh, he sees that someone else find it underneath the uh, license plate, so he goes to do that and just whips the license plate across. <laughs> it's pretty great. I actually, so, 
both the car I currently have and the one I had previously didn't have a gas cap. It was like that new one where it's just like the yeah, push valve thing. Yeah, like that too. But I had a friend with me in the car the first time I filled the gas tank with in my old car. And I like opened it up and went, I don't have a gas cap. And they went, you bought a car and didn't check for to see if it had a gas cap first? And I was like, no, like, I don't think it's not supposed to have a gas cap, it looks like. This is crazy. <laughs> the little like pushy valve. Yeah, the, the springy. I rented a car that didn't have the string. Like someone had broken it, you know. Yeah. So what did you? How did? You, what did like you do down. with the cap? I had to like hold it while I pumped the gas. It was very annoying. That's weird. Because I was afraid if I put it down on the car, I was going to drive away without mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Which seemed like a definite, a, a fair, so a fair assumption. Like, this is going into the car, and I am holding this because otherwise I will not return it. And yeah, Lord knows what they would try to charge me for a rental car. Oh, that's seven thousand dollars, sir. Nonsense. Um. We head to St. Louis. Trip's favorite arch. Uh, the, worst national, the worst national park in the country. <laughs> uh, it's the arch itself, right? It's not like, there's not like surrounding area. It's just the arch itself. I mean, it is technically the like co- half acre of green space underneath it and the adjacent historic courthouse. So like, I guess technically, yes, it's more than just the arch. Okay. But realistically, it is not. It's like, we have one third of a mile of hiking trails That's, you can't even call it a hiking trail right i mean it's probably more than that it feels like in the movies when they're like we if we can get this you know registered as a national landmark then they then old man withers yeah. can't tear it down the the truth of the matter is it was like a political horse trading thing they were trying to buy votes from some senator from missouri and they were like well if you make the the arch a national park so my thing gets more funding i'll vote for your thing and they were like okay yeah mm-hmm. um this is the part of the movie that harold ramus himself was like i regret putting this in the movie it's racist yeah it's the black part of town yeah uh, i will say i do think that the joke that is genuinely funny in this is and you could find a way to keep this joke if you were careful enough. But where it's like, we're driving through and Bev is like, oh, this is like a this neighborhood's like a little sketchy. And he's like, yeah, we're, we're, we're getting out of our comfort zone. We're, we're seeing all the plight of the American people. You look at kids, kids, you noticing all this plight, you seeing all this plight. And then the second something even kind of sort of maybe seems threatening, they're like, oh, roll them up. Get out I here. think you could do it if you just didn't have any people on the street. Just like drive yeah, through, yeah, like exactly. a, and a like a really rundown part of town with like spray paint yeah, and, exactly. and boards on the windows and yeah. shit, and no people. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No people is the easy solution there because it's like you know the, the the part of this movie that sucks is when it's like here's the only black characters. They're all in a gang. Yarp. Do you need hubcaps to drive a car? No, I don't think so because I've seen plenty of them on my daily walks that are just like scattered about sidewalks and stuff as people have clearly hit something and lost them. I uh, had to buy replacement ones more than once for the old Cabernet Cruiser. Oh, really? You were also a curb kisser? Oh, yeah. Uh, But you could buy like a, you know, a four pack set of like fake chrome ones um, from Walmart. And I remember always having to like try to find the ones that were not flashy because i was like <laughs> i'm not doing this to look cool i'm doing this to not have bare tires yeah like i just want silver plastic i don't want fake chrome plastic <laughs> i don't need the i don't need something from the ninja turtles excuse me sir uh i'm looking for something like more in the grandma vibe <laughs> this is like in the hip teen vibe and if you look at me you'll clearly see i'm more the first thing than this i'm looking for the landlord special where like i need the base model version <laughs> to replace 
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I do, I do like the, the again, it is racist because of the way they they do it, but the joke of, like, Clark being so oblivious that he's asking this guy for directions as his friends are literally stealing parts off the vehicle. That is a good bit. It be. needs working to not be racist, but it's a good bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because, like, you, I mean, you could just have it be a, you know, a more diverse cast of people who do such yeah. a thing, you know? That's just, I think that's just the note for the moot. Like, if you had a black person check them into a hotel... And not be yes. a gang member, yeah. then you yeah. could then yeah, exactly. the, the old then it's like oh it's not the only black person in this movie is a gang member yeah. who steals. Yeah, yeah, I, I I take that back. There is also a black security guard. Oh, that's right. Yes, from, he's he's done uh, other last stuff action too. Hero. Yeah, he's the boss in Last Action Hero. That's what it. I was like, I his face is so familiar. It's like, is it Batman? The, no, the, the one who yells enough that his ears starts. And he like doesn't he like action get hero. real big and like float? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know if he floats, but he does get like ridiculous. Yes. Um, this, th- so th- we 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 get through St. Louis. We're trying to get out of there. The kids are asleep in the back seat, and Bev is like, "Hmm, how about some hand stuff?" No, he says <laughs> that unhinged. Well, he tries to get some mouth stuff. He's trying to get her to put her. Well, he's trying to do everything at this point. He's yeah. he is so wildly horny for like being in front of his children. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I like that there's, like, a married couple who are horny for each other in a movie, yeah. which is honestly a pretty rare thing, um, yeah, except for what we do in the shadows. It's, like, basically un- Well, I mean, that was Morticia and Gomez. They were- Yeah, Morticia They were a couple that- horny. They were wild because they were yeah. a, a married couple that still wanted to do it. Yeah, yeah. And just still seemed to like each other is also very funny. Well, because I feel like yeah, 90% this, this... of sitcoms these days is just, like, beleaguered wife. Yep. Yeah. Ray, your mother yeah. didn't like my yeah. chicken piccata. Well, well, it's like no wonder Deborah doesn't want to sleep with Ray. Look at her fucking life. No shit. I mean, should, that's maybe you should pick up a vacuum. Kevin maybe. can fuck himself. That was what I was. Looking for. I was like, oh yeah, I get it. No shit. I'm like, yeah, maybe your wife would be more interested in having sex with you if you ever did anything. <laughs> if you a thing to help out. There's Leah Ramini working 40 hours a week and taking care of her dad for some inexplicable reason on this show. And also all of your friends are always over that she's making snacks for. Yeah. And like, what do you, you, what do you work? 30 hours a week at the post at the, as a delivery man when we see it. <laughs> I assume he's doing the full-time gig, but the point stands. Yeah. But I feel like, he, I always feel like in sitcoms, the, the men are home a lot for working 40 hour, <laughs> for working 40 hour jobs. Oh, sure. They sure are home a yeah. lot doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bev's head really good. Stunt- gets stuck. Stunt- it's oh, gross. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't love it. It just yeah. feels squicky. Yeah, I mean, it's it is it is funny if the joke starts with consent. Yes, is that, that is concern. that is I think the key here. Yeah, if she's like, oh yeah, I am tired. I'll put my head in your lap, and then her hair gets stuck, and it's like, I wasn't doing that. I just was laying down. I was tired. Yeah, exactly. Um. He, everyone falls asleep, and so the car just, like, careens by itself. This, this stunt driving is very It's funny. really like good. Yeah. Although, I was like, my car yells at me if it thinks I'm tired. Oh, yeah, I don't have those kind of safety features. I got into a whole big tiff with Dad the other day, because I took, I was in the back seat, took the seatbelt off to go into the restaurant to, like, uh, you know, put the name mm-hmm. in, and I un- unbelted while the car was still moving and started like bong 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 bong. I'm like, we're going ten miles an hour, and he's like, so, and I was like, my he, was, I was like, my car doesn't do that. He's like, yeah, it does. I was like, my car absolutely does not bong at you if you're going under ten miles an hour. Like it knows you're in a parking lot. It's fine. So mine will 
like if I am pulling like a parking lot situation, I guess, or like my, my the alley behind my house. If I don't have my thing plugged in and it's like, I think it's under like five miles, it doesn't say anything. But after a few minutes, regardless of how fast I'm going, it's like, hey, seatbelt. Yeah, that's fine. That seems reasonable. This was literally the distance of a parking, like the uh, the edge of a parking lot to a restaurant, <laughs> like a pretty short distance. But you know, my car will be like, you're getting tired, you should stop. And then like, if I, if it doesn't think I've like rest, like if it thinks my driving hasn't improved, it like gets more aggressive about it. It's like, oh, hey, buddy. Like the time my boyfriend and I went to the drive-in and it was like a triple feature or something of like yeah 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 Godzilla v Kong like original Godzilla v Kong Godzilla v Mothra oh what's it called the Terra people or something there's like like furry ape people no oh, Gargantua it's called like Battle of the Gargantuas okay. or something um so we stayed there we we stayed kind of late because I was like I'm, why not I don't care but then I was like I have to drive like two hours home now this is a bummer so I'm driving and we're like by the we're like. 25 minutes from my house at this point and my i guess my i was a little too tired and i i wiggled a little yeah, and my yeah. car was like hey hey you just sleep and i was like yeah, i would like to do that that's where i'm going <laughs> it's 2 45 in the morning i know it's like hey you you definitely need to relax i was like yes i'm i'm tr- i'm five minutes from my house that's what i want <laughs> Um, so we get some incredible stunt driving, careening into the motel parking lot. And like, oh, we're here. We made it. I thought this uh, was going to be where the kids ended up in the front seat, but I forgot there was the jump later. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we cut right from this to Clark doing a classic, let me do the psycho thing with banana. And, oh, there's Jeb Beverly D'Angelo's breasts. But Hello. not, like, leery and gratuitous? It's weird. Ooga. This is what I thought. The movie sounded like that at my house. Because I was like, oh, boobs. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. We're not like lingering. They're kind of barely in the frame. We're not only soaping those. Yes, exactly. I mean, there's no way Beverly Angela wouldn't be like, hey, fucking no. I already have this one to contend with. You're not. I'm not soaping my tits for you, Ramus. <laughs> Fuck out of here. She does almost this exact same nudity in the European vacation. Yeah, it's the same bit, except it's a camera, right? Instead of... Right, right. And then that's what sets the whole thing off is the, the porn tape or the, the naked tape becomes that's like a right. sensation. Yes. It's like on billboards. Yeah. Also, if I look like that, I would be naked on a movie too. I mean, so yeah. I get it. Um, I've also always wanted to try uh, one of those massage beds. I'm sure it is unpleasant. I know, but like for the five minutes you put, or however long we put a quarter in, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's... It's very funny on Supernatural when Dean does it, so I get that. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. He has like a six pack, I want to say, and like a roll of quarters or something. That sounds about right. Is this where the kids like walk in on them because they're they're trying to get it on and the bed's making too much noise and the kids are like, "Are you guys okay in there?" And uh, Bev is under the blanket. Yes, that is. This is that. Okay. And her underwear is on his finger when he points at the kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which like good bit, but also it's just weird that it's around the kids. Also, like, why is the door unlocked? I have so many questions. I think it's the room, the door in between their rooms. Oh, I think. sure, the adjoiner. Yeah, it makes sense. The the space where you trap your Daniel Stearns in the baseball movies. Wait, what movie? In Rookie of the Year, in Rookie of the Year, Daniel Stern gets trapped in that liminal space between the rooms. There's that, how is there, there's, there's not human space in those? Well, obviously, it's a movie, but in the, in the, in the kayfabe of, uh... What the hell is that movie called? Rookie, Rookie of, the of the Year. I don't know if that's true, but that's okay. what you said. 
I was just I was second guessing myself. In the kayfabe of that, they it's like not just one door, it's two. Like if door A lot a of times there are you still two. Have to go through door B. Well, and and usually when that happens, there's like exactly <laughs> one doorknob. Ex- yeah, it is this, that. It is that it. It's one it's one Daniel Stern, so Daniel Stern is like wedged in there sideways. Wild. Also, I'm learning about myself that I enjoy liminal spaces. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. It's like a very like hip thing on on instagram right now but i like liminal spaces i see in in like what do you like i don't i find them comfort like weirdly comforting I in like see. a weird I, I was a weird kid kind of way like when it's like okay. oh look at this hallway from uh an old movie theater that's just like mm, gotcha it's like two percent creepy like if something came around the corner gotcha. you wouldn't be you wouldn't be surprised but I thought you were talking about like a very small liminal space, and I was going to be quite confused as to what you found appealing about. No, that. like I, I don't fully, I, yes, I don't fully know what it means, but like the way people use that word on Instagram, I like it. I see. Uh, we go to the classic uh, Wild West town, and we get into a gunfight at the saloon. Yeah, I'm wildly un. Unco- Maybe I have too much anxiety, but like, unless it is very clearly, explicitly stated, like a. Uh, dicks whatever or something yeah. in disney or like the the servers in 50s prime time in hollywood studios and disney world like don't don't do anything until unless it's written somewhere i'm not i'm not doing it yeah or they do it first yeah. i mean i like participating but i want to be in a space where everybody knows we're yeah that's do it to me first so i can see the rules and then we'll go from there yeah uh, and we get the first instance of many in the series with one of my favorite recurring clients now audrey's well, blank kids, which is no, it's, you see kids, and then he goes into some long-winded speech about nothing in particular. It's you see it's kids. so close to a a, yeah. a, um, a Mike Brady-ism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I think that's 100% what we're doing here, is like, he he is doing the thing where he, like, he thinks he's supposed to impart a lesson here. So it's like, you see kids, back in the day, they had to blah, 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 blah. And, and Mike Brady winds to a point that the kids are like, Gee, Dad, you're right. We won't punch each other in the head anymore, or whatever the various thing is. That you know, we'll mow the astroturf, um, you know, that kind of business. But here, it's it's uh, just Clark rambling for no reason, and I love that. After as they go on, sometimes no one's paying attention. To yeah, Bev is fully just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get Christy Brinkley, Gail Gergich for, for the first time. <laughs> yes, Gail Gergich. Uh, and I totally forgot that the song with Christy Brinkley wasn't always Holiday Road, which is interesting. Yeah, I my head puts that in in the place, but it's not. Yeah. Um. So they have their little flirt, and it comes back multiple times in this one. More than the it's other. more than three, which is shocking for comedy. Yeah, yeah. Well, she gets like a whole scene later, and I think it's like, hey, we have Christy Brinkley in our movie, and it's 1983. We're gonna put her in the movie as much as we can. Yeah, she's an incredibly famous model. Yeah, exactly. Oh, happy 40th birthday uh, vacation. I, I thought you were saying Christy Brinkley. I was like, Christy Brinkley is not 40. I, no, she is much older than 40. 70, I would guess. Um, I think she's probably 60? in her 20s in this movie. So 60s. Yeah. Because she was a model. And the, yeah. and the, the shelf life of a model right. is like. Yeah, pretty short. shorter. Only the shorter list is like ballet dancers and, and female <laughs> gymnasts. Uh, we, we get to cousin Eddie's little, little house, uh, little, little slice with of Jane Krakowski dream here with Jane Krakowski, the pot farming sex addict of a daughter. I love it. Uh, sex addict might be a little much. Yeah, that's, yeah, no, she's definitely a pot farmer. We'll stick with that one. Yeah. Yeah. 
the sex loving pot they're farmer. sex positive yeah um his version this like design for cousin eddie is so different yeah yeah they 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 didn't all figure it out until later but i think they knew enough to be like well this works we just have to keep figuring it out yeah the it's Although he's not in European vacation, right? I don't, is that correct? I don't think so. I don't think he is. Yeah. Um but yeah, the like the more tacky and less mm. like grimy. Lecherous. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Tacky versus grimy. Is like That's the good. key here because he's like blue leisure suits and and that sure. nonsense and like polyester versus yeah. this is like yeah, yeah. a dirty brown A shirt. And like pants that are the same color, and you you don't know how what color they started as. Right, right, right. It's a little more trashy and a little less dumb. Yes, like I'm surprised that it didn't have like that chest sweat stain mark that's so common sure, on those sure, shirts. Sure, yeah. Uh, also, this isn't the point of the movie where I noted that Anthony Michael Hall is a 40 year old man in a teen boy's body in this movie. And how so? He just, like, has all of the mannerisms and, like, the scene where he's talking to his cousin and is, like, asking him about what video games he has is, like, the small talk between two uncles (laughs) who, like, don't really have anything in common other than that, like, they married women who are sisters and are just, like, trying to, like get through it <laughs> and it's just very like the the other guys the the co- cousin eddie's kid doesn't really say anything hardly says anything back to him but he's just got this like sort of awkward like middle-aged dad energy to i him. can see that also he asks if he has pac-man and then two seconds later he does like a kid says no but then he does have pac-man he has mini pac-man on his bed oh really when- oh it's like not it's not really a video game though i it? would imagine what else is it oh it's- okay i don't know I thought it was like honestly, I thought it was like one of those bubble bu- bumper games from like the. Dollar I don't store. know because it says Pac Man on it, and it's like a little cabinet. No, it's a I mini know, but cabinet. like, I, but I've seen like licensed Mario Brothers versions of that. That's not actually Mario Brothers. Yeah, I do remember. So I remember when Nintendo put out shampoo and body wash in sure. Game Boy shaped containers. Yeah, and uh-huh. the screen uh, was one of those bubbles. A lot of money on eBay now. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. One was Mario, the other was uh, Donkey Kong. And so we get here, oh, uh, you want to look at some porn with me, your cousin. Very normal. <laughs> very, very normal. It's, like, weird enough. Like, what is the end game here? Because, like, yeah, you're both exactly. just going to, we know what's going to happen to two young men looking at porn. And, like, what are you doing? Yes. What's the next step here? Yeah. And then I love that he, like, tries to get him to sell him one. And it's like, yeah, absolutely not, bud. This is my private collection. So they're they're like flipping through a stack of magazines and then just like I guess ogling the naked women and trying to keep their pants from looking too obviously tight. <laughs> uh, this is honestly probably the f- the best like word written joke in the movie, which is hamburger helper is just as good without any hamburger in it. How is he grilling this? It's just noodles and powder. He said that, and I was like, wait a minute, what? And I realized it's just noodle patties. Mm-hmm. It's just which like you can do if you cool if you let. If you let it cool down, you can form a patty. Sure. But if you put it on the grill, the heat would make it come right back apart, I feel like. Uh, I don't think necessarily. You, I, I I think if you took cold hamburger helper noodle mix, like a cooked hamburger helper, you could make a patty you could fry in a pan, maybe. Like, you would be able to keep it together that way. But I feel like a grill, you got the grates, it's just going to... Eh, that's fair. But I mean, I'm, I'm not opposed to the idea of a noodle patty. 
No, I mean, I would I would probably eat a griddled hamburger helper. I'm just saying, how is he grilling this? This is where Aunt Edna shows up, and they spring on the family yeah. that they're she's, they're going to drive her. And the E in my notes looks like the number five, <laughs> and so I was like, is it is it is it F- Fiona? That's five DNA. Yeah, that's what it looks like. Aunt Edna. Yeah. And like, you cannot surprise anyone with a passenger at any point. No, that I was going to say, maybe it's like being a queer person that like family is not necessarily blood. And so like, that's a factor. But like, there is zero world in which I'm taking Aunt Edna and then her dog. Like, zero fucking world. Or being right. guilted From into Cousin money. Eddie. Like, no. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. A little different if it's like, ah, here's a box. Can you please take this to St. Louis? Sure, what's Oh, in yeah, it? a box goes just goes in the trunk. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's not an angry person that I hate. Oh, also, we would be remiss if we didn't uh, mention that Jane Krakowski's big line in this. It's is, a good line. Is, uh, how do you know you're good at French kissing? Well, daddy says I'm the best. Yeah, it's a great line. Really bizarre, this sequence of the movie. A lot of incest. A lot of porn with cousins, just a lot of things. Uh, this is where we learn Jane Krakowski grows weed. We don't know where. Yeah, yeah, that that is mysterious that there's not a location shown, but she has a big shoebox full of weed. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, Aunt Edna, the whole like Walker hairnet classic grandma type business is is pretty solid here. She, yeah, it's funny. So she's played by Imogene Coca, and I'm guessing that that's just a name that was like big in pop culture because she did a lot of like a lot of things in like classic TV shows and stuff. And so I'm always like, oh, I know that name. I must know her from something. And I just don't. So I'm guessing she was just yeah. like was referenced in things like Seinfeld and the nanny and stuff mm. like that. And so that's where my brain has just soaked things in. That would make with sense. zero context. We, I've seen her in some television, something or other somewhere. I oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm sure I've seen one episode of the Brady Bunch she was in or something. Right, right. Uh, we're on the couch with Eddie and uh, Catherine and Aunt Edna, and the couches are these delightfully hideous monstrosities. With the the classic uh, crochet square blanket. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We had one of those at this some point. This is really a crochet blanket? Yeah, really? it looks because it looks just like the one from Gremlins that um, Mr. Futterman has. Mm. I Crochet blanket, not for me. Yeah, it's not my fave. I prefer a fuzzy blanket. Yeah. Uh, but the set deck is a fantastic here. Like this is a really, this is probably one of the best rooms of the whole movie that, you know, we have, we have the, uh, the couches, the, the paneling on the walls. It's all pretty delightfully insane. Yeah, very much. Uh, we find out that Eddie is $52,000 in debt and wanting some help from Clark. Good Lord, man. And again, like I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting guilted into giving cousin Eddie money. I have no Certainly not $52,000. No, absolutely not that. But like, I'm like, I don't, what connection do we have, my dude? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's 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 one thing if it's like, you know, hey. 150 bucks. I, right, exactly. Something bad happened to the car. I can't pay the light bill this month. Yeah, whatever. Okay, here, you know, don't worry about it. Because it starts with him being like, I heard you're doing real well for yourself. And it's like, who the fuck is doing extra 52 grand well for themselves, my dude? Well, in today's world. There's quite a number of people doing that, I know and they that, are I know they are the union 80s. busters, and they are monsters. <laughs> I I know it's the '80s, but still, yeah, that's that's Titanic submersible money. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yikes! Uh, also, the we get one of the best landmine gifts you can get, which is the bad article of clothing. I love these shoes, though. 
<laughs> I fucking love these shoes. White patent leather they pumps. Look so uncomfortable to wear, like truly incomprehensibly bad to wear. I'm, the number of patent leather shoes I already own, that's fine with me. Uh, but yeah, they're like, I noticed you looking at mine, so I got you a pair. Here you go. And it's just like, ooh, ooh. It's so hard to say thanks to a bad gift, but it's especially hard to say thanks to a bad clothes gift, especially you often get the, try it on, try it on. Oh, well, that's different. Eight. Everything it's so easy. You gotta keep the smile. That's the key. That's the key. Keep the soft yeah. smile. Yeah. So this is uh, uh mean to someone from 18 years ago, but that uh, you know, whatever. Do they listen? Uh, my, I can't. I mean, I would be shocked to find out. Uh, my high school girlfriend wanted to get me an Eagles jersey, and I was like, oh yeah, get either of these two players, but probably this one would be my favorite. Oh, I remember the story now. And then they got me a jersey, an Eagles jersey personalized with my name and number on it, which like some people do. And that's fine if you're one of those people. I think that is like not a thing I would do, but many people do it. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, Everybody has different preferences. But I had to be like, oh, cool. It says my name instead of the guy that I wanted it to say. (laughs) Yay. Did you just return it? I can't even like. No, I I kept it for years and then I donated it and felt weird about it because it has my name on it. Yeah, that's that's fair. It was a jersey or a t-shirt. Jersey. Oh god, much more expensive. So it costs. I feel like, like I more than hundred. If you're getting rid of that these days, I'd be like, just give it to me. I'll do something with it for a costume. I'll crop it. I'll <laughs> I'll wear it to like sports night at some bar. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. It would have your name on it. It would be fine. Yeah. Oh, not the name I use at Nightlife, so that would have been weird. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Jane Krakowski loads up the, oh my god, what the hell? Audrey, Jesus, I almost forgot the daughter. With name. a bunch of, uh, she with a bunch of joints. Six joints for the road, yeah, and kind of winks. I. It's crazy to me that that doesn't come back. Like, uh, Anthony Michael Hall at one point later is like, oh, what's in your purse? Oh, like, yeah, there's some teasing that she smokes or like doesn't know how to smoke, but it's not like as, you know, prevalent as I would I thought. I just can't believe, I can't believe there's, there's not a scene with like the kids getting high together. Like, especially at the time, uh, does Edna get her own little teepee? She does. Yeah. Get, get it from Murray. So it's like the kids don't just like smoke a J and like, get, you know, have one of those moments. It just seems like very bothersome. Frankly, I would much rather have had that than the weird attempted sex scene between Chev and Bev with the dog. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just cause like it's, it doesn't really add much, but like given, give, yeah, give Rusty and Audrey a hot box, the tent moment. Right, right. Oh, also at the dinner here, or when they're grilling, they're drinking Tab. Have you ever had one? I, I have I, not. I definitely have not. I don't think okay. so. I don't know if they even still make it anymore. But I, They don't any. No, no, because Diet Coke replaced it. Well, you could still get Tab when I was alive. I remember seeing it on the shelves. Oh, I, generally speaking, Diet Coke replaced, like, because right, right, it was right, Coke's right. product. It was just a different flavor, yeah. Uh, we have a uh, second round with Christy Brinkley here. A- a- at lunch, she's like... So yeah. I don't know what is happening over there. Like it looks like she stopped in the middle of the road. Three three men are ogling both her and her car with equal lust. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of the road, it's, it doesn't feel like she's like in a parking lot. Maybe she is. I I, I think it's supposed to be like a rest stop because they're uh, okay. pulled at a picnic table, and then we find out that the dog pissed on all the sandwiches as Clark is like trying to sexually eat a bologna and cheese and flirt. Yeah, I haven't had bologna in a, in a minute. Actually, no, that's a lie. I had. So not like Oscar Mayer, I had like from the deli counter bologna. It was one of the like uh-huh. grab and go packs. And I was like, oh, 
I'll yeah. get this. And I was like, this is very better than Oscar Mayer. I'm sure it's I'm sure I'm sure it's yeah. the same thing, but you know. Yeah. Oh, well, it's just like mortadella is just fancy bologna, but it tastes much better. Yeah. Well, I like mortadella when it has when you can get the pistachios in it. When you like get sure, the stuff yeah. in it. Yeah. I also uh Clark has a really stylish prep vibe throughout most of this movie, but this one in particular, this outfit, he's got like the it's a nice little look. cost and the the uh the 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 sort of like rolled up jeans thing going on. He's still not in Christie Brinkley's only league. jacket. Oh, I gotta say, like, I mean, of course not. I was like, come on. But she, you know, she likes Jerry Gergich. She does. So she is a takes all types. She is a Gergich lady. You know, he it could be like I've said many times on the podcast. Maybe she's like Cher. Maybe she just likes Uggos. <laughs> she's like, you're gonna make me look better. Yeah, look at Cher's dating history and tell me that woman doesn't like Uggos. She likes Uggos. She's got a thing for Uggos. The focus is on her and the garment. Greg, Greg Allman, Sonny Bono, Uggos. Although someone once told me I looked like Sonny Bono. That is an insult. You should have slapped them. I don't, I don't necessarily. And like in the in his heyday in the 70s when it was like we had the mustache and all that. You think that's like a sexy dude? It's not. He's like a he's like a bad Mickey. Uh, what's the monkeys guy we were just talking Oh, Davy Jones? Davy Jones. I mean, obviously yeah. Davy Jones is the hotter version, but. Also not that attractive, though. What? But if you're picking the hot scale, Davy Jones is the hotter one. Sure, yeah. But no, but when the Cher show came out, my friend saw it and was like, hey, you should learn the show, because when it goes on cruise ships, you could make a very nice little career for yourself playing Sonny in the Cher show on cruise ships. Oh, well, sure. And I was like... Sure, that is that is less of an insult. I was like, fair. And then I remember there was one time there was a woman, when I was working at, the, at a spa... Uh, it was like I was the only one there. She was like one of the last people of the night. And she, when she came in, she was like, you look familiar. And I was like, I, I don't know if you've seen me here before or whatever. She came out and she was like, I thought about it. I figured out it's Sonny Bono. And she, I was like, oh, okay. And like, I hadn't thought about him in a minute. And yeah, I was like, okay. And she was like, hang on, let me pull up a picture. And I'm thinking she's going to pull up like young 70s Sonny Bono. <laughs> and she pulls up like running for Cong- running for mayor of Palm Springs, Sonny Bono. And I was like... <laughs> You need to leave my store. Yeah, I, I will commit violence John against C- you. You need to leave. I I used to get John C. Riley in college, and I was like, that dude's like fifty. And like, the only one I ever saw actor. for you was that improv guy, not imp- the impressionist guy, Frank Kelly. Yes. from Mad TV. Yeah, he genuinely, I think, when looked I, like when you. my hair was short, I did look like Frank Kelly. But I got John C. When I had my hair a little longer and it was a little curly, people were like, "Oh, John C. Riley," and I was always like, not "Really? That's not a very nice comp. <laughs> like he's an old man." Yeah, I, I also just don't see it. Yeah, I I never saw it either. We still can't figure. So there's I. Mom has described the photo, and I know what photo she's talking about, but I've never been able to find it of like a historical person, like Edgar Allan Poe era. That like uh-huh. kind of looks like me when my hair is all curled out and poofed, and uh-huh. I'm, I'm always like, "It's oh, it's Edgar Allan Poe." And like, we've never. I'm like, "Have you checked? Have you checked a Martin Van Buren?" Oh, mate, that's a similar hair. It's possible, but there's like this f- specific photo I think of when I think of Edgar Allan Poe, and Mom described the exact same photo, but we've never been able to find it. So we somehow both Mandela affected ourselves that this photo exists. Oh, okay, that's very funny. Uh. We get back on the road. There's like multiple helicopter shots for this comedy. Like the the uh, the money that they spent on this movie is so amazing to me. Oh yeah, I mean it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. I love that they took the time. I mean it's a beautiful because nowadays it's a drone. The, it's a it's a seventy five dollar drone shot. 
Right, and, and it's they're like, beautiful I now, still. But drone shots look good. Yeah, yeah. But it's like back then, it was a pain in the ass to get this shot, and they did it for this comedy. Like no one would spend this money on a comedy these days. Yeah. Well, have you seen? I, I can't remember what movie it is. Where like, is it? Is it a Halloween? Where like it's the cameraman is up on a crane, holding the steady cam, and they oh. they lower like so it's like an overhead aerial shot. They lower the crane, and then he keeps moving. It might be a I Halloween. Do, I, know, I think that is a shot in Halloween. I do remember that and thinking it was really cool. At, at least that's how I think it was. Like I remember hearing that that's how that was done. Yeah. Uh, so we pull into the campsite. Uh, well, campsite-ish. It's like glamping, I suppose. It's like a weird... They say tents, but it feels more like... It feels cabiny. Right, right. I think it's... Maybe it's like a tent has no electricity and a cabin does. Maybe there's like a legal designation. There. It's like... When when you see the tents in like Tarzan and shit like that, yes. where they like have square, yeah. they're very square with a pointy top. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like uh, explorer tents. Yes, in the jungle. exactly. Thirty seven dollars for three tents. I I was not compl- I was like, ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, and it's Brian Doyle Murray here for for like a hot second. Oh, that okay. I I was like, I saw his name and I was like, which one was he? Hmm. Uh, you might remember him from Christmas Wayne's Vacation. World. Also Christmas Vacation, yes. I remember him from Timo Supremo, the cartoon show on Disney. Oh, he okay. They were like three like elementary school age superheroes, and he played like the mayor's assistant who didn't like them. So the mayor would be like, okay. we need to call Timo Supremo. And he'd be like, we don't have to call Timo. Or like, whatever. <laughs> that feels that feels exactly right for Brian Dolan. Yeah, he was like the angry one who didn't like the kids. Sure. Sure. Um, so yeah, there's no, there's another attempt at having some sex on this vacation, and the pool is gross too. They're, like part of the selling was like, oh, there's a pool, oh, and right. then it's like right, full right. of animals and green. I fully had this happen on my last national park trip. <gasps> we like booked this motel that was supposed to have a pool, and I was like, we don't. I don't normally go swimming on this, but I was like, oh man, like I could take a dip. It's been hot, long time, and then we saw like the day before, like the pools closed, and it apparently has been closed for like multiple years. And I was like, well, take the fucking pool picture off your website, man. Yeah, yeah. It was also one of the weirdest experiences we ever had. We were the only guests at the motel. Oh, you talked about this before. It was like I want to guess maybe twelve rooms, like to stack, you know, classic two level two motel. two by six. Yeah. And I think it was like a group of like artist kids who were living there and running it in the summer. It seemed like a summer job <laughs> okay. situation. The, the the woman checking us in was extremely young, very sweet and nice, but like looked like she was 20 and like seemed like was the only person working there. <laughs> there was a bunch of other hanger ons. But uh, yeah, we're the only people in this motel. It was weird. She, I was like. Uh, I went to ask for something and she's like, yeah, no problem. She's like, honestly, if I'm not in here, just knock on the door here. And I was like, oh, okay. She's like, you're the only guest tonight. And I was like, what? She's like, we had a, f- we we're literally full last night. Tomorrow we're completely booked today. You're the only guests. So strange. Very weird. Yeah. Uh, so we're back on the road. The, the cop. This is the only, the I remember this is like the only joke I actively never liked in any of these movies. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty dark to kill a dog, even if the dog sucks. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And and not just like, oh, accidentally we left the dog, oh, the dog got into some bad food and died. No, we dragged it to death behind the car is fucking grim. And, like, the fact that they also followed it up with, like, oh, the carcass is out there. Like, 
yeah, I'll, I'm going to go get the carcass off the road is the line. Like, it should have just been like a snap. The collar should have just been snapped in half. So it wasn't a full circle. And that should have been like, like even yeah. then, I don't like this joke at all. It just like really upsets yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. I think that version's better. And then you don't have the line about also uh, the yeah. carcass. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a grim, grim joke. That's I think this this is by far the darkest of the of the vacation movies. I would agree I, with that. It's interesting that like Christmas is such a beloved classic and it doesn't have anything like this in it, of course. But I think everyone likes this movie as well. Although, um one of the things that I found really wild, and I meant to mention this up top, um if you're ever if you ever see like cinema score, which is like the the basically audience polling yeah. on movies. So the guy who founded that basically like I, I read an interview with him and he's like, you know, we go Friday night, uh, opening night, you know, screenings. We ask those people and people have always criticized that and been like, well, you're just asking the fans. And he's like, yeah, the people who are there night one are going to give you an honest rating like they're excited for this movie. So they'll tell you what they feel. And he's like, if you got an A, you got a solid movie. You got a B. You're already in trouble. If you got a C, you might get lucky and eke out a successful box office, but you're you've made a failure. And D or F, you shouldn't have even bothered making the movie. This movie got a C plus cinema score, and he says it's the only time in the entire history of the company that he's just been completely flabbergasted by the audience. It's that old? I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know that either. But yeah, the but he said it's like he said truly the only time in the history of the company that I've ever been like completely inexplicable. I find something completely inexplicable. Like I see a lot of these movies, you know, I, I you know, I get it. That movie getting a C plus was makes like, completely inexplicable to me. And then it was extremely successful. Yeah. So was this the first National Lampoon movie? That's a great question. I don't know. Because Animal House was after and this, I- right? No, Animal House is 78, so oh, that's so that five would... years earlier. So, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know why I said I don't know. I, I forgot about Animal House. Yeah. But it's interesting, too, is, like, National Lampoon, I feel like, is pretty dark comedy. Not that I spent a lot of time reading it, but, I like, I watched the documentary about them, and, I you know, I've seen stuff about their history. But, like, one of their very famous covers is, buy this magazine or we'll shoot this dog. It's, like, a picture <laughs> of a dog with a gun to its head as the cover of the magazine, which, like, obviously they didn't shoot the dog, but it's, like, a pretty dark joke comparatively. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just find it really fascinating that they they were such a dark like th- this is very dark, and then as it moves along, it's like oh, we got to go a little more towards the center. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Although I I will say, even though I don't like this joke, there's a few jokes within it that I like. That like the cop is like, do you know what the penalty is for animal cruelty in this state? And when yeah. Chevy says no, he's like, well, I bet it's pretty stiff. Yeah, yeah. And and him having to like plead his case about this or whatever, and then uh, meanwhile Anthony Michael Hall's like that dog sucked. Well, then I like Bev being like Rusty being like he wasn't speeding. It's because and Bev's like he was speeding, Rusty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shut up, Rusty. He was speeding, and he's very sorry about it. Uh, we go to a drive-in, and the window shatters when they put the food on, which honestly is a thing I thought would happen all the time. Like, whenever I see pictures of that, I'm always like, why would you do that? It's going to break. I always thought they were- went on the door, not the window. Like, I thought they were like a wider oh, base. Oh, maybe they did. Oh, maybe they did. I, 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 the only time I've ever been to a drive-in, it's Sonic, and I don't think they actually, I think they just hand you your food. They got, they, they used to have those, tray. but they got rid of them. Oh, okay. I went to Sonic recently, and there was no skating anymore. Oh, no, they got, they also like- I went there once and pulled into one of the spots so I could like look at the menu. And as soon as I rolled in the window, they were like, come in. They were like, they're like, use the drive through. And I was like, okay. 
it was like like hot or cold. It was. Just it was. Like, it wasn't. It was like a normal summer night. Like it wasn't crazy. Okay. But like. Yeah. And then I so I, I get that. I get that. I mean, I wouldn't want to go out there either. I get that. But I I understand being annoyed. So I, I pulled around. I did the drive through, and um, I'm like, I like to order like what they're called on the menu, like what things are yeah. the words say, so that there's no confusion. Yeah, yeah. And the person yeah. in the drive, in the like behind the thing, was just like, "What?" And I was like. The, the Texas Toast Grilled Cheese, and, and they're like, huh? And I was like, number four, like, the thing on your dollar menu that's grilled yeah. cheese. Yeah. And it pulled around, and I was like, all right, so I have this much, I have this in cash, and I'll just pay the rest in card. And they were like, we can't do that. And I was like, I'm sorry? And they're like, we can't, we can't split the payment like that. It has to be all one or the other. And I was, <laughs> in my head, I was like, absolutely, that's not true. Like, zero yeah. percent chance that that's, that is a, a true statement. Yeah. But fucking fine. Okay. I went there. Uh, my wife had never been there, and I wanted a shake, so I got a shake. And I like I a chili cheese dog. That had, yeah, I mean, I, I don't dislike Sonic. I, the milkshakes, I think, are the best part. Um, so I got a shake, and she got a shake with two things in it, and she took a sip. She's like, this doesn't have the peanut butter in it or whatever it was. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just go back around. She's like, no. I'm like, it'll take two seconds. We literally just left the drive-thru. There's no one else here. So I pull around, and I'm like, hey – this uh, you made the one shake right but the other one was supposed to be this and this and i was like can we you know can we get this fixed and they're like yeah and we came back around and i knew they weren't going to but i was like if you want to just remix it in here like we can't i was like okay so they make the right shake they give it to us and i gave the kid a buck because like a hey thanks for doing that and the reaction to this kid got from me just like leaving a dollar on the counter and saying thank you was as if i like went inside and gave him a big hug and like wept. <laughs> The joy that he had brung me for making a correct milkshake it was nuts it happens sometimes vibe was just like thank you so much for not screaming at me over making this very tiny mistake that was easily fixable yeah, i mean when you when you work in in food service like that i get it oh i know i know but it was just like hey i'm sorry but this is wrong and you know i want the right thing i want to go here again someday and if my wife's only memory of this place is that the shake was not what she wanted you know, yeah i want it to be a happy memory um, we, we, uh, go back on the road and we have a cattle guard launch their suitcases and Bev loses all of her things, which is pretty, pretty Yeah, this good. family needs, uh, some rope or bungee cables. <laughs> yes, exactly. Everything is just kind of piled up there. Which is so buck wild, especially how like very specific our father was about like tie downs and bungee cords yeah. and like securing yeah. things. Yeah. Also, it doesn't ever seem like the back is that full. Like, obviously, there's not enough room for all of this roof stuff and the back, but it seems like they should divide up what goes where better. I agree. Also, it's weird that Bev's vanity case wasn't like at her feet. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Or in the back somewhere is like, why are you putting this little box up there? You want to put a big item up there. Yeah. Also, I don't it like I, I don't love that Chevy is like so skeezing out on Gail Gergich that he almost kills his family. Like. Yeah, yeah, he's gross in this movie. Th- th- I think that's what I don't like. Like his character has too much like grossness to it, which like I'm fine if yeah. he's g- and we'll- a little distracted by, you know, the hot woman in the in the red car. Like whatever. Right. I don't love right. it. And having like a little like eyes only flirt is fine. Yeah, but he like borderline almost kills his family. Yeah, he does. And they, they, the the big jump here is very funny, but it is like him being a lecherous dude. Yeah. Well, the the jump isn't here. The jump is later. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I thought I thought the jump happens like right after he's like flirting with Kirstie Brinkley. The truck comes, and I thought that leads to the jump. Is that not? No. It leads to him swerving off, like swerving all around to get off the road, and then a bunch of stuff falls off the top. 
Okay. And then this is where we get A, B, and three. Classic. A, this. B, that. Three, this oh, thing. Okay. Um, and then then they're back on the road, and they miss the the sign for the the Grand Canyon. The road closed, and then they got go it, flying. Got it. Okay. They do a real Dukes of Hazard jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we they land in a very theme park ride tableau. Yeah, that's true. It is. It is exactly that. It's just like this big sandy desert with a fake smoke coming out of the hood and the uh-huh. all of the 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 luggage around them. And that like tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock uh-huh. engine ticking yeah. noise. Like I'm basically expecting that we are on the Universal Tram Tour driving by them. Sure. Yeah. What company is this? Uh, I love Ellen. This is Universal. Universal. Okay. Yeah. Um, I love Ellen snapping really good. Getting back, clapping back at really Aunt Edna. Great. Yeah. And then the uh, the slowly breaking the glasses. I, it is so good. It's so yeah. good. It's a 10 on 10. And I, I always like yelling for Russ when he's right next to you. I think that's a fun. I don't know. Yes. I don't know why that yeah. bit is always funny to I, me. It's good, yeah, because it rings extremely true for our parents. Yes, <laughs> behind you. I mean, I've, I've yeah, like a hundred times that has happened in our lives that one of our parents has been like Andrew. Oh, <laughs> luckily we didn't get the misnamed thing very often. Oh, I got that all the time. What are you talking? about? I didn't get that happens constantly. Did they called you me or called you? The other one. Yeah. Sometimes mom would run through all the names before she got to the right one. I feel like that happens too. now, but when growing up, it didn't happen no. very often. Oh, no, no, no. No, I definitely would be like a da, 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 Get to the right No, one. I don't remember. I, that was not a thing for me. Well, maybe you were the special one. Speaking of our older brother, Rusty chugs the beer here, and it feels very much like an our this older is... brother move. <laughs> yeah, the he gives it to him. He's like sharing the beard. Clark takes one sip, and Rusty is just like, glug, 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 glug. Really very good. Uh, Clark wanders the desert for a while, the- and I love that there's these two people watching him do this and just kind of laughing at his misfortune. Yeah, the two Native American men are like, what a moron. Um, yeah. So the desert shot, is that from Soren or Indiana Jones, or both? Uh, both, I think. I believe this is Devil's Tower, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's a different... Uh, I think Devil's Tower is in this movie. It may not be this shot. Um so he finally gets to the service station like hours after his family. Yeah, somehow the family beats him there. It was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he gets like held up for tires, which is. Great. He basically gets mugged by this man. Joke. Who's also the yeah, sheriff. He does. That's what it is. Yeah. That that him pulling out the badge and saying, I'm also the sheriff is 10 out of 10. But they, st- I went, they still have a wobbly wheel. And then I see that all the wheels are wobbly. Yeah. Yeah. They try and use a check at a hotel because. It's a lawless, weird world in the 80s. And they lost the credit cards. Well, wasn't it Bev's card got lost, he called to cancel, and then his card stopped working? Isn't that how this yeah. goes? I think it should have been like, oh, those were my cards in your in yes. your vanity case. Yes. And then it was, would have been a little clearer. Yeah. No, no, no. I think it was a mistake of the credit card company. They just canceled both cards. Yeah, but I think it's it's a, a tighter explanation oh, of- sure, sure. Well, why do I have your cards? Oh, no, my cards were... Yeah. yeah. That means they uh, so canceled the cards the that they actually have, which is just funnier. Right, right. 
Uh, and that leads to him robbing this hotel and leaving the check, which is very funny. Like, hey, gee, I wonder if they can figure out who you are. But also, like, did you steal a thousand dollars from this register <laughs> or, did, or did you just get like or did you just give a good donation to this hotel? Right, right, right. That's probably true. The, the, the service guy was probably like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try to cash the check. If it clears, I will put the money back in there and keep the rest and not worry about this. Because mm-hmm. that's that's the move if you're smart. Uh Aunt Edna is dead. Yes, more like Aunt Edna. Aunt Edna, I love it. Um, also, am I right? She was a terrible person. So, like, who gives shit about yeah. anything? Yeah, and honestly, the joke of her tied to the roof with a blanket around her is hysterical. It's brilliant, looking. really good. Yeah, but also, like, what are you what are you doing in this situation? Like, there's I, pretending you don't have a phone, which again, like, phones right. fix everything. Right. Right. And also at the point of where it's like your vacation has been a fucking disaster and you didn't want this woman to be involved at all. It's like, I'm going to stay here for two days with like a coroner inquest and all this shit. I don't want to deal with this. I get it entirely of like, we're just going to leave her. Again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she was a bitch. We didn't like her. Yeah. I put an umbrella over her. Meanwhile, Clark has this Totoro ass umbrella that he puts over her. I this love thing is it. Enormous. It's so big. I love it. There's a good another He's smash cut joke where he goes, here. we can put, so what if we tie it to the roof? It's not raining. Smash cut to rain. Yeah. Yeah. They do a quickie uh, funeral. A, uh, yeah. <laughs> they put their heads down. He's, I, he just like kind of mutters some words. He's, he just like goes off. He does a tight five. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get the, like the, the first of the Clark Griswold loses his shit and snaps. At the Mental breakdowns. Dance. Cause the family's like, we're, yeah. we're good for our mental safety. We're just going to pack it in. We're going to have the best fucking time until you guys whistle zippity doodah out your assholes. And then Bev has the same reaction she does every time, which is like, hey, next time you're going to do that, maybe don't. Yeah. Yeah. Now, and here's the part of the movie that, like, the it's unhinged to leave your dead aunt somewhere by the side of the road. As much as we both just said that's what we would want to do in this situation. Like, that's a pretty bleak, unhinged move. But this is the part of the movie that is inexplicable to me. He goes to the bar. There's Chris. I Brinkley. hate that his oh response to this is to go to the bar and flirt with women. Like you're married with right. with children, and they're you're right. they're on, you're on vacation with them. Right, and also, but it's like the marriage is happy. You have a clearly a very good sex life, as we see in the movie. Your wife is Beverly D'Angelo. Your like, wife is three degrees hotter than you are, sir. Yeah, and it's like fine if he goes to the bar. Fine, whatever. But then. And it, honestly, I'm not. Okay, I wouldn't do this, but like having a bit of a flirt at the bar, mostly pretty harmless, right? As long as it stays there. But it feels like he's bar, seeking it out. Can... It's one thing to sit down Absolutely. and have someone engage you and kind of like have a banter. Right. It feels like he's right. like on the prowl at the bar, and it's like, right. my dude, why? Ew. Yeah, yeah. But then they go skinny dipping together after like, he pulls a Bill Paxton in True Lies. Life. Which is, I haven't seen it in so long. Where he, Bill Paxton is like pretending he's like a big to-do to Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh. He's pretending yeah, he's a spy. Yeah, yeah. And and Christy yeah. Brinkley Flunk yeah, says, I'm yeah. sorry you didn't say you were a spy. Because he's like, I own these motels. I just, I, I'm secret shopping, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, he's cheating. Like, I'm sorry, skinny dipping with a random woman at the from the bar is cheating. It's cheating. cheating. It's cheating. Also, he dove into the pool, which is just not safe. He dove into the pool with his socks on. Unhinged and unsafe. (laughs) 
But yeah, this is like the big, you know, and then I just, you know, it it boggles my mind that this like semi blue, this light blue comedy. Yeah, light blue is a good way. A light blue comedy in the, you know, 11th hour involves him getting caught cheating on his wife. Yeah. Yeah. Because then her response is like, well, this must be my fault. Let me be exciting. And it's like, fucking no, you're Beverly D'Angelo. Right. And also the movie doesn't like care about this because they like, don't give a shit at all. 30 seconds. Yeah. And so like, it's just much funnier if it's like they put the kids to bed. It's been a stressful day. He starts making the moves and she's like, I don't want to do that. And he's like, let's do something crazy. Let's go skinny. dipping." Yes. And then Clark and Ellen go skinny dipping and it's just like, ah! and the whole motel sees the parents were like in there and then the kids are embarrassed and that's kind of funny. And it's just, it's like, it's better that why way. is this character cheating on his wife? Why is he? Because like. Yeah, okay, this ends, like, the punchline here is like, oh, look at this schlub, like, he tried to, he tried to pull this off and he failed, but, like, why is he trying to pull was it off? having sex, right, step two is having sex with Chrissy Wrigley, like, what the hell? Yeah, or if, like, I, I don't know what it would mean, but if the punchline is, like, he jumps into the pool and screams that it's cold, and everyone comes out, and he's actually in the pool alone. Yeah, like, okay, I don't know what yeah, it, it would be like. That's a very different movie. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm not trying to push for like some weird hide and seek. Like he's having a breakdown. It, but it's like all, it's all in Clark's head. He's like, oh, that hot, this hot. Like he's been imagining that this hot lady's super into him, yeah. and she's just like, I don't know who you mm-hmm. are, dude. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or like Christy Brinkley is like reading a magazine by the pool. Yes. For some reason in the middle of the night. That. Yeah. And, but yeah, I just it's like. It's just inexplicable to have this guy trying to cheat on his wife. And then there's no, like the resolution is just like, I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right, Sparky. Okay, let's go to bed. And that's I it. hate it. I really hate that. Um, Now we're in L.A. And or as, Audrey as is the, doing Alan young, cosplay. As the young women out there call it L.I. <laughs> um, yeah, she is doing that. Uh, this is filmed at Six Flags Magic Mountain. But I was trying to figure out what scale theme park. It's a big, it's a big park. I believe this is also the same roller coaster from the beginning of the step by step credits. Although I might be mistaken hmm. about that, but it, is it looks also like it would have. It looks like it's supposed to have two cars running at once. Oh, it looks yeah, like sure. at least like not a racer though. No, not in a, in a ra- but like the idea that you could have both yeah. going. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Uh, then we get the big chariots of fire run, and I gotta say, like Wally World, you should have had signage at the entrance to your parking lot. Right. Also, you have to pay to park at any theme park in America. Maybe like, not in eighty two or eighty three. Maybe I think you parked. I think you paid to park on day one of Disneyland. Well, I'm pretty sure. I guess this is supposed to be Disneyland. Yeah, but it's also pure nonsense for this theme park to be closed for two weeks in the middle of the summer. I was trying to think like I, that's why I was trying to think of scale. I was like, I can't imagine Knott's Berry Farm closing for two weeks in the not, summer. First of all. First of all, Knott's Berry Farm is big. It's open year round. It's way bigger than you think it is. Yeah. But second of all, like even regional theme parks don't close in the fucking summer. That's when people go to theme parks. Yeah, I didn't think about that. It, I feel like there's like a it's a, the summer. There's a there was an accident. There was a something that happened at Wally World, and they were forced to close for two weeks that yeah. we don't hear yeah. about. Right. It's like, the only explanation is that there was like a roller coaster derailed and killed 14 people at once. Yeah. That's the only way you're closing a theme park for two weeks in summer. And even then, honestly, you're probably only closing that roller coaster. Yeah. You're putting up some, some scaffolding and, and, <laughs> yep. and, and walls around that roller coaster. And that's it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a funny joke that they get there and it's closed. Like, that's, that is very funny. 
but it makes absolutely no sense. And I don't want to be like Mr. Plot hole, plot hole, but it's just like it's, it's silly. the summer. That's when the parks are. I didn't open. even think about it being that. You're right. Well, you know, then it works. Oh, uh, I got it here finally. George Barris is the guy who designed the truckster, uh, also the Batmobile and the Dragula from the Monsters. Oh, cool! And Rob Zombie, uh, his thing. Uh, so Clark buys a gun. I think, and also like the fact that like a guy showing up to a gun to accost a security guard at a theme park is just yeah. like not funny in 2023. Yeah. I'm sorry. It, it, yeah, yeah, that doesn't yeah, that doesn't work now because of our like insane call me role. whatever you want that I I don't like. It's not funny right. when a man with a gun right. is a, is forcing someone to do something yeah. at the threat of death. I like, it's it. just not funny anymore. Yeah. yeah. I think this is fine because I have seen it for my whole life and I get, you know, we get it. But I think you're 100% right. Like, it's dark. It's very dark. Yeah. Uh, it's, of course. Babyface John before, Candy. Babyface John Candy. With a real, uh, to keep going with the baseball analogy, a real pinch hit home run here. Mm-hmm. Good character. Good game. Very funny performance. Just tremendous all the way around. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised because they got Dan, uh, Eugene Levy and John Candy. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm surprised Catherine O'Hara or, or Rick Moranis didn't pop up at some point. Yeah, like, yeah. they had the Well, pool. there's basically no there's basically no women in the movie. So that's part of it. If you're not Christy Brinkley or Beverly D'Angelo or Anne Edna. Yeah. I guess I guess there's a world where Catherine O'Hara plays Cousin Catherine. I, I love that. But also, I think that makes... Cousin Catherine too powerful. Like I think, I think <laughs> Catherine O'Hara in the future is yes, too yeah. good. Like it's yeah. too big and too good to like I just be a because yeah. Catherine cousin Catherine is like the perfect amount of like character and whatever. Putting Catherine O'Hara in there, I think, just makes everything unbalanced. Yeah, I, I think you're probably right. Also, who's operating these rides? I had the same question. Is it like they're just hitting the button and hopping in? Like, I know that obviously the rock and roller coaster is far more advanced than any of these roller coasters, but like you do need people to operate the rides and like rock and roller coaster, you would need, you need at minimum of people to just hit the buttons to make the ride go. You need five at minimum. Is it really that many? Mm -hmm. Two at unload or two at the getting on station that says it's okay to, to go to the next station. One you have to have two buttons like it's like one on a, each end. Both keys have to be turned mm-hmm. at the same time. Okay. All right. Um and then one person is staring at the launch tunnel to say it's okay to go. Yeah. And then there's the people at at unload that send the car like when the everyone gets off, they have to hit the button to send it to the loading station. So like theoretically so you, could you could do it with three. Cut one of those yeah, I was gonna say you could probably cut one or two of those jobs if you truly is like only there is no one else here. It is testing mode, basically. Well, I know because I, you would need at least three because for unload and load, it's two. Pe- you need two people to hit the buttons. Yeah, at the yeah, same yeah, time. yeah, yeah. I was saying you don't need the tunnel person in the in the scenario. I was thinking, oh yeah, no, three people make sense. they are the most important person in everything. Well, I'm saying if because I got stuck no there once there. because I was when you're there. If there's a car at the like launch zone, you cannot take your eyes off the screen. Like if you get caught doing that, you will get written up and fired. Like. Big safety thing. No, I'm saying, I'm saying, if there is no one else there, I get in this like empty, empty park. Like you don't need to check that the tunnel is clear. There's no car. There's just one car on the track. But you're still, you still have to be the. You still have to hit the button that says it's okay to launch. Okay. Yeah, I got stuck in there for like an hour, and you're only supposed to be in there for like 20 minutes, and I got stuck for over an hour because one of the people in the cars was like freaking out clearly and like trying to like not climb out, but like trying to wiggle out. And I had to be like, I, we can't, I can't launch this. 
we you need to send someone there and because there's a car there i can't take my eyes off the screen at all so like my court court like supervisors are coming and standing behind me like you're doing a good job kid just keep staying there it's okay we'll figure this out (laughs) and i was in there for a fucking over an hour it took an hour for them to get this person off the Mm -hmm. ride well because you can't touch them if you're in the launch if they're in the launch section you cannot touch the car at all because if any they just had to like tell them to stop moving or they they were like they're like if they're like, if you truly need to get off the ride, we need to power down the entire attraction and ah. do like a full production of this to get to touch the car. Yeah. We cannot just let you out here. So yeah. are you sure? And it was like a full like talk down situation. It's like a hostage situation. It's like a hostage negotiation. It's like a hostage negotiation. Because That's crazy. It's a, it's, a, it's a whole mess. Like you, you can't, there's a lot you can't do. You can't touch things. That's crazy. So, Mr. Duncan from uh, Home Alone 2 shows up in Walt Disney yes. cosplay. Yeah, full Walt Disney here. Like, not even trying to hide it. <laughs> yeah, no, it is It is fully just like, oh, I'm going to play Walt Disney. Huh? Well, legally, no. but yeah. Legally, you're playing the, the uh, what is it? What would it be? The the Jackie Jorp Jorp of Walt Disney. I do love Jackie Jorp Jorp. I was trying to think of what the ha- Spirit Halloween costume bag would say, like, Mouse animator. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure, sure. Beloved mouse animator Old costume. 40s studio head. <laughs> yes, that. Uh, oh, by the way, I wrote down here, Aunt Edna was on Sid Caesar, which was like the original television show. Yeah. That's how old her career is. Uh, so the cops all show up. Uh, John Candy gets shot in the butt, realizes it's a BB gun. Clark ends up shooting him in the butt. Mm-hmm. We have this big the big speech to Mr. Fake Walt Disney. Wally World which Dad, is like, which is a quote that our father says a lot. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Uh, and then we have Harold Ramis' one-line voice cameo. Where he's like, should we take him downtown, sir? Or something like that. Yeah. And of course, and he's because like, no, no. they're white people of the 80s committing large crimes, <laughs> yes. there is yeah, sure. no there is no uh, punishment. Also, because if they ha- did that, then the news would have gotten out, and then it would have been a second story after the uh, roller coaster that derailed and killed 14 people. So it'd be You're like right. a lot of bad press for the park <laughs> in a short right. amount of time. And so they were like, we got to cover this up. We can't have this. Consequences. That was what I was trying to think of, but couldn't. There are no consequences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I would say this is like a pretty medium recommend. It's more than a light recommend. I don't think this is a Christmas. I I like Vegas a little more personally, even though I think it is objectively worse in pretty much any measurable way. I just I grew up and with it and like it. Um, but yeah, I think this is like a, a medium rec. It's yeah, it's it's a uh, medium to soft boiled. I think it's more like a B than a C plus cinema score, which I you know yeah. found so unconscionable. unconscionable. So uh, certainly worth seeking out if you've never seen it. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine you exist and listen to this podcast if you if you are. But seems you know, wild. Maybe that's, maybe that's you. Um, yeah. So definitely worth it. And, and we did our rankings before. But, yeah, I think Christmas is the, easily the best of this series. Uh, yeah. Not just as a Christmas movie hater, just in general. Yeah. Re- there's a lot of rewatchability there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook uh, at Dissect the Eighties on uh, Twitter. Uh, feel free to say hello to us either. Those on X, you mean? Like to hear from you? Uh, no, I said the thing that I meant to say, which is <laughs> Twitter. 
if you uh, have not yet, please review the show. Uh, we read those on the air, and it's been a little while since we had one. Also, check us out on Patreon. We have so much bonus content. You get your own little RSS feed. Uh, we recently just linked that up with Spotify. So if you're a Spotify podcast listener and you've been on the fence about it because you don't want to use a new app, now we're integrated with Spotify. So you can uh, listen to your Patreon episode, bonus episodes that come every other month on there. We just had a really good one with the Golden Girls uh, at Walt Disney World, a fun TV special we did a commentary for that I enjoyed quite a bit. It was fun. Uh, we... And we've got uh, a live episode, or not a live episode, a bonus episode next week. Jesus, next month, probably about next week when this episode drops. But uh, on the original Halloween coming your way. So Finally. Our uh, bonus for October. Yeah. Well, it's only eligible as of. Yeah, but recently. we've been talking about it since probably day one. Well, it's a big anniversary this year. It's uh, 45 years. Yeah. So that's it's a big one. So that'll be coming in October, along with a bunch of really great movies. I'm excited to talk about. So can't wait to do the spooktacular, the longest spooktacular ever. Four episodes. Yeah, it's our biggest of all time. The greatest spooktacular of all time. The new theme, the 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 spooktacular theme song is coming back very soon and here for a little while. So I'm excited about that. For a limited time Thank only. Thank you so much. Prices of participation may that's, vary. That's right, and then it goes back in the vault. Uh, thank you so much for listening to the show. I have been Trip Lano. I will always be Andrew Lano. Until the spooktacular. Don't you forget about me. Dissecting the 80s is a chum sum of this production. Ow.